Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are in the red this morning on news that the International Monetary Fund has downgraded its growth forecasts for the region. It doesn't help that investors sold off on Wall Street overnight as well. Sydney and Seoul are both down 1%. Tokyo is in the red as well. About that IMF forecast, it expects Asia-Pacific's GDP to contract by 2.2%, a number that it, quote, calls the worst outcome for this region in living memory. Not all the numbers are bad this morning, though. Joining me now to talk about the good as well as the bad is Ryan Huang. Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. How's your Thursday going? Wet so far. <laughs> it's about to get better, though. When you look at the markets, there's a macro and the micro, the big picture and the corporate stories. And if you look at the major indices this week, analysts will tell you that the big picture is dominating trade. The Dow is on track for its first weekly loss in a month, in large part because the Democrats and Republicans in Congress and the White House can't agree on, well, the size of the new stimulus bill. And without that fuel for the economy, traders seem pessimistic. If you look at corporate profits, though, you'll see a different story. So I want to turn to one company in particular, a social media company whose shares surged nearly 30% overnight. That's Snap, the owner of Snapchat and Bitmoji. They had a blowout quarter. So what's feeling Snap's growth? Yeah, so really impressive numbers from Snap. And you saw Snap's, uh, Snap's stock price spike nearly 28%. So all in, you've got, let's look at some of the numbers. The daily active users, that rose 18% year-on-year to $249 million. So this blew away expectations of $244 million. And if you look at revenue, that was up 52% to around $679 million. So that was above expectations of around $555 million. So you are seeing quite a bit of income from ads through a few things. Um, you've got people staying at home because of the pandemic. And then you also had the Facebook boycott. So that diverted some of the ad spending towards things like Snapchat. And that was a huge boost like what we are seeing right now in its latest quarterly numbers. So it looks like the messaging platform for Snap is also resonating with advertisers reaching out to this uh, young demographic. Yeah, online ads. So Snap shares, as you say, jumping nearly 30% overnight, 28% to be exact. The company now has a market valuation of more than 50 billion US dollars. I looked around and other social media companies seem to be having a good session. Twitter jumped 8%, Facebook rose 4%. Now, the next company I want to turn to this morning is Tesla. Elon Musk's electric car maker has posted its fifth straight quarter of profits. Now, there was a time I never thought I'd see a sentence like that. Tesla (laughs) always seemed to be in the red. It's a different story today, though. Tesla netting more than 330 million US dollars in the third quarter, double its profits from a year earlier. So what, Ryan, is Tesla doing differently? What's driving its growth? Yeah, I remember those days, right? Everyone was saying, no, Tesla's going to crash and there were so many so many naysayers around Tesla. But I think to prove your point about how things have changed so much, uh, this quote from Chief Executive Elon Musk, he says, I've never felt more optimistic about the future of Tesla than I do today. And we will continue to grow as fast as we can while focusing on cost control and quality. And if you look at the latest numbers, fifth straight quarterly profit record revenue at $8.8 billion. And it also made more money selling what it calls uh, environmental regulatory credits to other automakers. Uh, This is um, one of those high profit things that 
margin things that it does uh, because of the regulations around uh, emissions. So if you look at Tesla's earnings, $331 million. That is $0.27 cents a share. That is higher than the $0.16, share, 16 cents per share last year. So it is doing well on a couple of fronts and it has also been investing in factories in a few countries. So that is putting it on a rather good path for this uh, momentum to continue. And it also is staying on track of its delivery targets of 500,000 cars this year, despite acknowledging that it will be difficult. So it's a significant revenue stream, hey? These um, selling of electric vehicle credits to other automakers at nearly 400 million US dollars. That is right. So green credits uh, account for $400 million. And this was part of the upside surprise that beat analyst estimates. So uh, for quite some time, for the past few quarters, this has been one of the drivers behind the uh, beating of estimates. So I think it will be interesting to see how this is going to be sustained in the next few quarters. Indeed. Tesla shares are worth about five times what they were at the start of the year, after accounting for that stock split, of course. Next up, 1.75 1.75 billion US dollars may not be worth what it used to be. That's how much money a high-profile media startup called Quibi burnt through in just six months. And now its high-flying founders are shutting the company down. Tell us more. Yeah, if you're like me and many other people on the internet or on the street, you would not have heard about Quibi. And that is really reflective of how tough it is to break into the market it's trying to do. And this is around the short-form mobile-focused streaming service. Essentially, it's a form of uh, an app that lets you watch short-form videos up to 10 minutes that could be short-form news or maybe a short movie clip. And this was an idea that was um, founded by Hollywood producer Jeffrey Katzenberg and former HP CEO Matt Whitman. So you've got some huge names there and they raised a huge amount of money, $1.7 billion dollars. Uh, And this was uh, an April launch, so we are talking about not so long ago. Mm. And they attracted huge names to jump on the bandwagon. You've got Chrissy Teigen, Idris Elba. You've also got large companies like Disney, NBC Universal, AT&T's WarnerMedia. So huge backing. But I think I have to give credit to them recognizing that they need to cut their losses because there's no momentum. And they are looking at a couple of things. Uh, the idea, it seems like, wasn't getting enough traction. They had a target of more than 7 million subscribers for the first year. And just looking at the latest numbers, you are looking at around 500,000. So quite far off from where they want to be. And this is a $4.99 subscription model. So in that, um, I guess, um, frame as well, they are trying very hard to find buyers for this subscription service when you have so much competition. Netflix, um, Snapchat, YouTube. So that is, I think, one of the reasons why they recognize that you know, this is not getting anywhere. And of course, they launched in the middle of COVID-19 mm. when people had a lot more pressing priorities to address. So why spend four ninety nine on something I've never heard about? So that is uh, a lot of things not going their way and they've decided to cut their losses and return most or whatever's left of the cash to Mm. the investors. Good point. 
some analysts I read say Katzenberg and Whitman were just not flexible enough. You know, they insisted on focusing on mobile at a time when so mm. many of us were stuck at home and consumers therefore had access to bigger screens. Uh, the commentators point out Ke- Queeby's content just wasn't good enough. Maybe nobody could pronounce the name either. <laughs> <laughs> Next up in the spotlight, Bitcoin. It's trading at its highest level in more than a year, 12885 US dollars per token. The digital currency got a boost from PayPal. What's the latest? Yeah, so Bitcoin is getting more mainstream. If you look at what's happening with PayPal, PayPal is going to allow customers to buy cryptocurrency through their accounts and use the cryptocurrency to shop on their network of nearly 28 million retailers. So this is a huge boost to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And what's going to happen in the coming weeks is the service will launch in the US and will feature not just Bitcoin, but Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin. And then by early next year, uh, they will be able to shop with cryptocurrency. So that saw PayPal shares rise over 5% and Bitcoin's price up nearly 10%, breaking briefly above $13,200. And that is the highest since the start of 2018. Right now, it's trading around $12,800. US So it looks like Bitcoin is getting more mainstream. Yeah, which also means if you bought Bitcoin at the beginning of this year, you'd have a cool 80% profit. Let's check in on local markets. Uh, we're going to do that in just a moment. First, though, some news from City Developments. Its director, Kwek Leng Peck, has quit over differences with the board. So Kwek has been in the role for more than three decades. Ryan, what do we know about why he's resigning? Yeah, so a huge surprise to many market watchers. He is the cousin of Kwek Leng Beng, who is the executive chairman of CDL. So this is a rather surprising development because... Uh, it's not often you come up with a resignation plus so much detail in the reasons behind the resignation. And he has come out to say he has disagreed with the board and management in relation to their investment in Sincere Property Group, one of the largest property groups in China, and also how they approach the management of Millennium and Copton Hotels, uh, MNC, which they took private last year. So that is the crux of the reason why he has decided to quit and I think this will be a one to watch for more details. We don't really have a lot to go on. Mm. Uh, CDL says the Sincere Property Group, they've got a 51% equity stake in that joint venture. So that's around $900 million. And they also have um, acknowledged that the Sincere Property Group is facing a tough time with what's going on with COVID-19, with property cooling measures. So they may feel more pressure down the road and may need to raise more money in future. So that is something to keep in mind. And they have appointed a third-party um, advisor or expert to evaluate the investment in Sincere Property Group and see how that uh, aligns with their investment approach right now. All right. Do we know how investors are reacting? Okay. So looking at the stock price yesterday, mm. CDL was the top loser and it was down by more than 7%. So that is one to watch today to see if that momentum will continue. And looking at CDL's uh, closing price yesterday, it was at $7.08. If I take a quick look at how CDL is doing right now, it's continuing to go down. It's down by 2.8% at 688 
All right. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang there in Market View. Before we let you go, Ryan, the SDI finished marginally lower yesterday, down just three points, a fraction of a percent mm. to 25, 25. How's it trading this morning? All right, quickly, SDI is down with the rest of the region. 0.1% though, so pretty much lack of direction across the board following what we saw last night on Wall Street, slight losses, no news on stimulus, investors keeping an eye for leads. I think uh, it's going to be that way until we get the end of the week US presidential debate, which is tomorrow. Oh my (laughs) goodness, already looking forward to that. Ryan Huang there with me in Market View. I'm Michelle Martin, Influences Straight Ahead. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.